Hello everyone. Welcome back to the third episode of Genesis Theory. We have a special special guest on our show today. She is the founder of Vixen Foodworks, which is the parent company of the super well-known Scoopski Eats. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, Scoopski is India's first edible cookie dough brand and it was launched in August 2018. Since its inception, our guest's food tech startup based out of Kolkata has been shaping India's DIY desert culture and has become a rupees 3 million business. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our show for the very first time and hopefully the first of many times the youngest finalist of the TOI Women Entrepreneurship Awards Vedika Tebrewal How are you Vedika Hi coach that was really kind of you thank you so much for kind words <laughs> I mean I hope I did some justice to you. I hope I did oh, some justice. More to than you. that. <laughs> so uh of course uh it's great to have you on the show. Uh this is our third episode. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Wow. Thank you. Uh and uh yeah, uh definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel once the once your videos are. Yes, click the subscribe <laughs> button. Press the bell icon. Am I doing this right? <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. So, you know, I mean, I I had to do some research on you because uh I had to introduce you properly. But everything I read about you, your story's been uh, super fascinating. Did you so did you always want to become an entrepreneur or did you have other plans? Um so like I didn't really have other plans than running my own company, but then I didn't know it would happen so soon. Uh so I come from a background of business. so my family and my, my father runs a business his father runs the same business so we were never really into the job sector we were more into our family business but then okay. i thought somewhere down the line i would own my own business not get into my family business first uh but i didn't know that would happen right after college so uh, yeah like somewhere my childhood itself the entrepreneurship kida sort of got into <laughs> me but uh Yeah, I think uh, it took like a mental training of sorts to get me to start this story. I think I've noticed this with everyone who who belongs to a, like a family that has their own family business that they want to do everything they can to not get into the family business. Oh man, yeah, you, <laughs> you couldn't be more spot on there. Uh especially because I mean in my case uh Things were a little different because we come from a transportation and warehousing background, and uh, all the male members in my family belong to that business. So I've yeah. always seen men in that uh, arena. Okay. I've never seen space for a woman there, and personally, I don't enjoy that. Definitely. I've I've always been someone who's really really passionate about consumer brands and building a brand of my own, being B to C than B to B. So I always knew that was my calling. but uh with this startup i'm getting to you know sort of uh get a strong hold in that fact that yes i have chosen the right career being deep i mean i'm pretty sure you have you know given everything okay. that i could find about you but uh, well, at what point did you you know i want to become an astronaut uh, sort of uh, idea that every kid has changed to yeah. screw that i'm running my own business more than that i think uh, it started off from uh, i mean i am a major foodie from birth like i cannot do without good food and more than that i cannot do without talking about good food and sharing good food that makes right? two of us <laughs> yeah i think like that is just growing and growing now like foodies i think that yeah, is the, another the pandemic altogether yeah, yeah definitely yeah and that's another pandemic altogether like i mean the food love among people is just growing right now especially because of the growth of food content any yeah. kind of food content it's becoming viral by the minute right and it is kind of video you see and it's more difficult to go on diet simply because if you choose to go on a diet and your friends yeah, will no spam you no. with pictures on exactly. instagram <laughs> oh i've been like uh, a victim to that way too many times and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so i mean basically i was one of those people who couldn't do without talking about the love of my food 
and uh, so that really got me to the food industry now okay. what i could do with the food industry in the food industry uh, the options were massive having my own business maybe running a blog uh, maybe just like you know talking about food to my friends being as basic as that so it just started off with the idea of belonging to a place which i love and uh, the place that was my passion right so everything to do with food was my passion and this was the time when i was trying to lose a lot of weight so this was the time when food was always on my mind but couldn't <laughs> be on my plate yeah <laughs> so i was always thinking about food and i'm like should how do i do more with it you know and that's when i thought that okay fine if the a eureka moment has to happen and if i have to get into the the entrepreneurship life sometime i wanted to be around food food okay Yeah. That's fair. That sort of got into me sometime in high school and maybe college, oh, and yeah. then when I came across this platform and this idea, that's when sort of started developing on its own. But the idea that I wanted to be in the food sector came long back. Okay, so that, you that sort of no brainer, in fact. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were pretty clear on uh, what you wanted to do from a pretty early age. So yeah, I guess we can say that. Have you always been into like baking as a hobby, or you hadn't baked anything until cookie dough caught your attention? Ah, uh, so fun fact: I am a terrible cook. Like I okay. cannot cook to save my life. Like if I had to cook a meal for my family, I'd rather give them sandwiches or maybe Maggie. <laughs> you know, like I'd rather survive on that than grilled cheese and Maggie. Oh, <laughs> mac and cheese, the best. Yeah. Or not mac and cheese. That is life saving. But uh, I mean, I was a great experimenter of sorts. You know, like if I oh, had a Maggie in front of me, I would probably make Szechuan Maggie or like cheese oregano Maggie. I would do my own variations of it. But ask me to cook a pasta from scratch, I'd be like, bye bye. You know, I can't <laughs> do that. So I needed hacks for myself because oh. I am a terrible cook. Uh, so that way, I was thinking, you know. What about people like me who can't cook, but they want like gourmet desserts, right? I mean, gourmet is uh, desserts uh, at the length of their hands. I, I don't want to like constantly order from Swiggy yeah. or Zomato or wait at a restaurant to get like a gourmet dessert. I want it, um, you know, at, at my disposal, and I want to be able to do something more with it. Definitely. So, like the thing with people like me who can't cook is that even if we make a, the smallest thing that turns out to be decently good, we like to take immense credit for it. I'm sure. <laughs> like if I make like the absolute shit cake on earth, but my topping is really good, yeah. I'll take credit for the entire cake, and I would want you to rave about it. <laughs> right. So I mean, I, the thing with this product is that it enables people to do that. Yeah. You cannot just eat cookie dough. You can do so much more with it effortlessly. Yeah. Hence so, the DIY side of exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what got me to. Sort of getting this product to the market. I'm like, if I can do so much with it, people like me can also do so much with it. And there are a lot of people like me. I'm, 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 I'm one of them. <laughs> I, 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 I make Maggie when you know I have nothing better to do because that's all I can. Maggie make. <laughs> is like again a no-brainer. You can do so much with it, but the basic Maggie itself is the best thing out there. Yeah. So. So you know, um, you're just basically having endless customization options. But even the base product is as good. Yeah, I mean that's what I did when I ordered the three jars. I mm-hmm. just by watching the game, the yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> from the jar. I mean, after I finished the first jar, I realized that you know, oh, I can actually bake this thing. It's not meant to yeah, only be. Yeah, that's the second thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the first off. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, so I, I'm sure a lot of people did. So yeah, you know, <laughs> what sort of got you started? How did you get this idea? What's your story? I mean, I know your story, but the viewers don't. So, so this happened back in two thousand seventeen when uh, I had gone to Harvard for my summer exchange, and that's when we had taken a small trip to New York. Okay. And uh, so that was the time when cookie dough was just rising as a food trend. And in fact, it was named one of the food trends of 2017. Like that, that year was named like you know after the cookie dough trend. And uh, that's when I got to try the product outside this one small store in New York. And uh, I had to wait for like two, two and a half hours just to get inside the store and get my hands on the product. 
and uh, the fact that people were willing to do that really got me baffled you know like why would anybody wait for a small store uh, for two and a half hours for a product which is not even a full product on its own it's, it's yeah. a batter you know like it's not even a dish on its own so like what would you do with it why would you stand there for that long so it just like got me really intrigued and my friends were willing to do that so i was willing to do that and i was there and when i went to the store it was like super super indulgent it was basically like your regular ice cream parlor but 10x of that multiple flavors we, pick whatever yeah, you want exactly. yeah exactly and that store i mean it was like entering into a fairy land you know like it was like basically having cookie dough but you had cookie dough topped with ice cream you could have a uh, cookie dough cone with cookie dough in it and like this. what have wow. i entered you know <laughs> uh so yeah that was like a, a brief uh, meeting with me and cookie dough and then that ended and then i came back to india and uh, like i said i'm a major foodie and my cravings go out of this world like, you know when i crave something i go insane so that happened with me uh, back in india and um, yeah so like the day i was craving cookie dough i'm like there's nothing like this here and uh, i have I to get to start it yeah definitely exactly yeah so then i sort of tried various recipes and you know like tried whipping something out of it but then after a lot of failure i sort of contacted a few relatives of mine who have done this baking course in the past and who have some sort of professional understanding of things so then uh, like after a lot of experimentation we sort of cracked the recipe and then did a lot of test runs sent it to family and friends and then sort of perfected the product and then ran with it wow that's you know that that really shows that going to harvard does make people successful <laughs> exactly you know i mean yeah it's it's sort of a policy but if that gets things to yeah. work then why not <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so how do you guys exactly uh, operate like team how do you guys ideate and try new flavors how do you guys take care of the shipping and everything uh so all the flavors are developed in house and we are constantly developing flavors like all the time like as we speak right now flavors are being developed so it is uh, a long process before something is released uh and we need to like test for a lot of things before launching a flavor the shelf life the taste profile yeah. if it fits with a lot of people or not so all of that is done in house and uh, uh like we completely own the production as well and we sell through our website which is www.scoopski.in and uh that website, <laughs> yeah <laughs> plug <laughs> so uh, yeah that's where we uh, sell at and uh, Yeah, all the all our sales are through our website currently. We are not listed on any third-party platforms yet, okay. um, and we operate through Kolkata, but uh, in, in Kolkata, but we supply all over India. So website. not not even uh, Instagram store or Facebook store, nothing like that. Ah, uh, yeah, we do have a Facebook store, but then that is also linked to our website. Yeah. So yeah, okay. it is basically online. Yeah. So that's how, how that's our point of sale. What's the team size? So we are just like expanding our team size right now. Okay. So initially it was six women. Now we are moving on to a team of ten. So by September end we will be a team of ten to twelve members. So you guys started in house, but now you guys have your entire production unit of sorts. And uh, yeah, production does, unit. Does, does like everyone you bake or? How, how does it go? No, only the production unit uh, does the production. Everyone else is uh, communication, sales, accounting, okay. uh, social media, tech. Okay. So you guys haven't hired any sort of uh, like third-party marketing agencies or any app development agencies. Nothing of that. No, sort. we do partner up with a couple of uh, not agencies. Like we believe in partnering up with freelancers more than agencies. Okay. uh because i mean as an entrepreneur i feel i work better with people than companies so i mean i'd like i'd like to build a rapport with one person and then trust my work with that one person to do the best job uh so i like working with freelancers more than companies but yeah we do work with a lot of freelancers over there see for me i personally i started off with freelancers but i wasn't happy with the sort of results i got and i realized that you okay. know the sort of uh, scale that i wanted to be at with uh, mm-hmm. my app i just needed an agency who sort of make the right amount of noise with the brand ambassador we had and everything 
So mm-hmm. I yeah, guess it course, depends. Like, yeah. Sometimes the strategies just don't align. So. Yeah. I mean, I think the key with freelancers is getting the right one. Yeah, the right that's one. that's that's the entire yeah. thing, right? Yeah, and then I think agencies have it sorted. Like every agency has it sorted for you. Yeah, but I think freelancers choosing the freelancers is like uh, another nail in the coffin. You know, like it's very very important. It is. It is. And uh, how, and do, you how do you go about taking the freelancers? Like freelancer.com, or something? Is it? Like two and two no, other people. Uh, so till now, I mean, uh, again, fun fact. Till now, we haven't gone ahead and uh, use any agency of that sort to hire people. It's wow. all, you know, uh, sort word of, of word of mouth, and uh, we're putting a basic disclaimer out that we are hiring, and okay. uh, whoever's interested can join in. And you know, whenever we're working with freelancers, it's basically like we like the fact that people take the effort to sort of write to us on their own if they are looking for. Yes. some kind of you know client profile building and uh, if they do given some sort of a basic uh, portfolio to you or maybe like a basic project that they do for you in order to understand make you understand what they can do for you at length so we really appreciate that kind of effort and then maybe like you know if the work aligns with us then we go ahead with that freelancer makes sense so where does your mother fit into all of this So uh, she was a very very key part of this when I was studying in Milan. Like she handled everything uh, from back end to front end to like client communication to production. So like she did everything. She was the, I mean, backbone of the company when I was there. You know, I just I could all all I could do was like coordinate on call and emails yeah. and probably streamline things from there. But the real dirty groundwork had to be done by her here because the production work happens here, right? Yeah. So all of that was done by her, and till now, like every day, she handles like the uh, production bit of it. So she does like she basically oh, delegates. Oh, so she's in charge of the cookie dough, cookie dough creation, creation part. part. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you you, and you take care of, of the other thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically. But that that's a good you know splitting up of things. Yeah, like she doesn't interfere in my work. I don't interfere in her work because, like, you know, we have divided find our boundaries, and I think it works better that way. Yeah, I mean, it does. Uh, so come back from come Harvard, back from Harvard. Fascinated, fascinated by cookie dough. Was this was this this sort of this sort of a you know glowing light glowing light moment, moment that this that could be a business be a or business we're just trying we're just trying to recreate recreate when we start when we started. So like when so you like started, when started, did you know did that you know you're starting, that it starting it to run a business, run a business, starting it, starting it to like fulfill like your cravings? Fulfill your cravings. Uh, I mean, I think it's the latter because uh, oh. more, more than my cravings, I'm like people deserve to have this here. Like, how can they not? I need, and I need to friends, show people yeah. what cooking is. Exactly, <laughs> I'm like, this is what you're missing. Like, how can you not <laughs> try it? And uh, when I talk about food, I get really obsessive about it. So like when I was talking to my friends, I mean it was basically to get my friends to try it. <laughs> I'm like I am raving about this product and you don't even know what it tastes like. Like this is not done. So that's what we did, and I just wanted like you know my friends and family to try it and understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> and then they sort of liked it a lot as well, you know. And then I'm like, if I have cracked the recipe, if I know this works, then why not give it out to a few more people? And that's how it went. So our initial like. Sales was just like word of mouth and WhatsApp marketing. Like yeah. uh, this one day in October in 2017, I sort of uh, made this really shit poster on Canva and uh, I sent it out to all my contacts on WhatsApp, and that's how it started. Oh. Like if any of my contacts are looking at this video right now, they and they did get a notification <laughs> back then, they'd be like, "Yeah, it was so shit." <laughs> But then uh, that sort of got the ball rolling and. Uh, Yeah, that sort of got the entire concept out there that this product exists now, and you can. Someone's working on it. Someone's trying. Someone's working on it. Yeah, yeah this lady. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a kid, but then. Uh, Someone's being too obsessive about it. They want us to exactly. try it, so might as well buy it. <laughs> might as well, and um, yeah. So I mean, I sort of took stock images from here and there and uh-huh. made it little um, appealing to look at in terms of aesthetic. Pictures, you know, I mean, really jewel-worthy pictures, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, that sort of got our first orders, first few orders, and uh, since we were called Scoopski, we were 
serving it in scoops. Yeah. So they were served in like plastic boxes, uh, and okay. the cookie dough was shaped in terms in in uh, at scoops. Scoops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had like different molds for the scoops as well. So the scoops as, as well were designed. So and, it didn't start uh, off with the jar. It started off in uh, no, plastic. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So that was the entire. Uh, that was like our MVP, if I might call that, because that okay. was like uh, like a plastic box with scoops of cookie dough and like a sticker on top just to like put the branding out there. Uh-huh. And uh, that ran for a good month or so, month or two, before we sort of decided to shift to the uh, jar packaging. Then okay. the jar packaging was a plastic jar. Again, that was really shit. Uh, and uh, our labels was really really bad. But then the product started getting more traction because it was in a bigger container yeah. and it was more easy to eat and all of that. And then we moved on to glass jars. So it was like okay. another product level packaging development process itself. So, did you guys just start the jars recently, or has it been a while? No, no, it has been it's been two years since the glass jar was started. Oh wow! So right after you guys started, you guys changed your packaging quickly. And yeah, so we so we our company got incorporated uh, October oh. two thousand sorry August two thousand eighteen. Uh, but our dry run sort of like you know product development test runs all of that started two thousand seventeen itself. Like uh, October, December, 2017. That time, we started like sort of like uh, experimenting with the product, experimenting with the packaging, developing it, and getting you know first few feedbacks. And yeah. then we got the company incorporated uh, in August. So the entire test run was done before we started the operation. So you guys sort of did the soft launch and did the final thing once you guys were yeah ready. exactly get got everything streamlined yeah. and you know. Uh, Sort of all the crease meted out, and then we started official production. Oh, that's that's really smart, actually. So in my case, uh, I I think I saw your saw your ads sometime last year, and mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, and I was like, wow, this looks really good because just yeah. sometime before that on Facebook, I think it was a Business Insider or something top. Whatever five desert joints in New York and cookie dough came up, so uh, I I I had seen that video and then I see scoops keys I'm like wow I couldn't go to the one in New York but I can order this one, but then I you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I didn't end up ordering it and then mm-hmm. um, I think a couple of months ago, Avishi sort of so guys um, mm-hmm. Avishi is a mutual friend of ours and uh, shout out yeah. <laughs> So, she I think she commented on some uh, Indulge Express article of yours on LinkedIn, and I'm like, okay, so this is the same person who started Scoopski. So I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna try it. I'm curious. So I order it, and I mean, guys, you should order it if you're into desserts. Even if you aren't into desserts, you should try it. It's it's amazing. I like it. Uh, definitely get the blue one. <laughs> Monster. Monster. Not blue one monster, so yeah, that that can paint your tongue blue as well. Yeah, it did. Like it did. <laughs> like childhood nostalgia, you know, like having those uh, tongue coloring lollipops and then showing it off. Yeah, that that basically triggered that flavor, <laughs> the idea for that flavor. But uh, I, oh, I thought it would have been inspired from like the Cookie Monster because he was. Blue. Yeah, then we named it that, oh. but we wanted it to like color your tongue because it was launched during Holi. Oh, so okay. the entire feeling of you know. Makes Coloring sense. yourself. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, um, fa- uh, definitely, you know, fascinating to see how well you guys have grown over the past couple of years. But uh, both of us know that you know that's just half the picture. What have been some failures or whatever bad experiences, and what did you learn from them? So, of course, there have been a lot of failures. But then the thing about failures is that sometimes they just like. Stay at the back and don't come in the forefront, and yeah. people just don't get it. You know, they were ever a part of the picture, but then of course they were. And that's they that's exactly out. why you know we've started this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a great thing that you started that so that people get. I mean, to see, look at the entire picture and yeah. get the real sense of it, right? And especially um, from yeah. someone who's just you know, or in the early days of their journey, if they learn from them, then it's much more relatable. So that's exactly the because like the. The uh, mistakes early on are yeah. something you can 
tackle head on but yeah. then if you are well into the business and then you make mistakes that sort of gets difficult to yeah. uh, sort of sort out you know uh, but yeah we have had our share of failures like we have tried launching a couple of flavors which didn't work at all uh for example marshmallow was one of our flavors that didn't work at all didn't work marshmallow it didn't work we, it was quite a surprise as well wow. but it didn't work at all and we had invested quite a lot in that flavor because developing that flavor wasn't easy and wasn't i mean cheap it was quite an expensive flavor for us was it like marshmallow, marshmallow fluff didn't work marshmallow fluff yes we were importing marshmallow fluff for that oh. we want using indian marshmallow because you don't really get marshmallow fluff in india yeah. uh so we were importing that and uh, that again was a major fail so we thought you know maybe we could have done more test runs for it before launching the flavor to see if it really aligns with the indian taste palette or not because as a flavor it seems really exciting yeah but uh, would you go for a repurchase of that not really sure so you know that was something we didn't really pay attention to at that time uh, which is why that was a failure uh, also you know while developing the entire product while consulting with a lot of people we did make a lot of mistakes with going with the wrong people uh, to get on board for the project so having the right eye for the right person is also really important uh, and through those failures i sort of developed this barrier you know to a uh, filtering process a filtering process yeah yeah to let people through or not yeah. and that is now sort of instinctive in yeah. me now like if there, there are some key red flags that i see and i'm like no that yeah. doesn't work and that can only happen uh, through experience you can't have that exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, i'm glad that happened you know i'm glad i faced these kind of people failures uh, right at the uh, onset of it because had that not been there and had that been like 2 3 years down the line yeah. i mean I, the the impact of those blunders would have been much more than what they were definitely so yeah choosing the right people like you said how do you choose the right freelancer yeah. you know the key things that you see that only gets developed as and when you interact with these people yeah. it's not um you know head on at first go so i've had really bad experiences with designers or uh, photographers who just didn't work out you know like videographers i mean so the thing with these creative personnel is that you have to give them some sort of uh, advance payment yeah. and if you don't like their work that advance also goes and they have invested their time and effort and money yeah. uh, for those creative shoots yeah. but then if they just don't align with you and your brand you have to pay them but you can't use yeah, them you you have to cut them off yeah exactly so you either let go of the kind of brand value you want to put out and put out a mediocre content out there just because you paid for it yeah. so it's like the sunk cost fallacy you know like you just paid for it so might as well go for it yeah. but then that is something you sort of have to that actually um, makes things worse if you exactly yeah, yeah. so you have to sort of like bet that out in your head do you really want to go ahead with that just because you paid for it or do you want to take that risk and pay for something again and get it done again so that it meets your standards so all of those mistakes i made in the past and uh, yeah but then this one thing was really clear in my head that i cannot let the brand be compromised in any way yeah so even if i'm working for 5 hours on one post like someone is working for 5 hours on one post and it is just not aligning with the brand value i will not put it up so that, that is something that has also come with time and um, yeah those were one of few of the mistakes that i made early on uh, one of the few of the learnings that i had early on was how to again people skills how to deal with people in what way yeah so when you're speaking to people especially as a female entrepreneur of that age you need to really carve your way out and carve your tone your words out in many ways So just be much be more direct that I want this done. You have to get it done. Yeah. So sometimes being direct and head-on really works. Yeah. Sometimes being diplomatic really, really works. Sometimes not talking about what you want at all really works. Yeah. So uh, understanding that by making those mistakes was something uh, really valuable to me. Ah, this, is really valuable to me. this is great insight. This is great insight. Yeah. Yeah. So like you. I mean when you're starting out and when you're you know in the growth phase you'll speak to a lot of people from different uh, backgrounds in life 
So there might be founders you speak to, there might be investors you speak to, there might be uh, daily wage owners you speak to, there might be contractors you speak to. So how do you really change your tone and uh, the kind of communication you have with them? Yeah. That's really important. And you know what, how, how do you get their respect in the first phone call? That is very important to learn as well. So that is something that again comes with time. It just won't come at the first go. And for that, you have to make the mistakes that I made. I mean, your own share of mistakes, yeah. but then mistakes have to be made to sort of get this kind of learning out of that. Really interesting. So, I mean, I, I'm just assuming here, I don't know anything about the food industry in India, how it works, but being in the food, is, uh, food business, um, I'm assuming that the penalties, fines, regulations would be really tight, right? Like what forms of, what safety forms or guidelines do you guys have to like follow daily? If so basic sanitation is really really important because yeah. there can be a check anytime. Okay. These kind of checks don't come announced. Okay. So there can be a check anytime for sanitation purposes, especially now because of the COVID situation. Yeah. So basic protocols have to be followed and uh, your food safety uh, and health requirements have to be followed. So your SSI licensing and all has to be done before you launch uh, a food brand. And then completely depends on which kind of industry you belong to within the food industry, which kind of product you belong to within the food industry. For oh. example, if you're doing a food product, then it has different set of licenses. If you're doing alcohol, there's a different set of licenses, much more stringent licenses. If you're running a restaurant, it has its own set of licenses. So completely depends on which product or whichever service you're running in this industry. Interesting. So do you, do you get like health inspectors coming over or is it uh, uh, yeah, they come over to your production have... unit to examine the product or do they sort of ask you to give them no, the so package they don't whatever? Generally, yeah, so they, they basically care about the ancillary things that surround the product, okay. not the product itself. Because okay. they the product itself is completely depends on the taste, right? But yeah. how it is being produced is what they care about. Okay. So how clean is your production unit? What are the uh, connections that you have? If it's a gas connection, if it's electricity connection, uh, if it's legal or not, how much uh, voltage are you pulling? Are you pulling the legal required voltage or not? Wow. Are you pulling more than that, all of that? And um, yeah, like, uh, do you have any pest issues? Uh, what was the kind of ventilation that you have? Uh, what's the uh, health background of the people who are working for you? So you need to give them a medical report of the people working for you as well. Oh, all that is required. This is, this is tough. <laughs> this is so tough. <laughs> Yeah, so, I think food business is like initially it is uh, a bit of a task. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a task every day the way you you you're talking about the air filtration. Oh, that is really important. But then again, that's a process, right? If you get that process yeah. flow, then it becomes auto. Yeah, yeah, it just becomes automatic. Then then yeah, it's just like a teething issue, I feel. Yeah, but like just yeah, by starting off, you know, uh, like you said, how much voltage are you pulling if someone comes or how yeah. much voltage are you like, I, I, I didn't know I had to be aware of that. So yeah. So, yeah, you curve. need to have those documents in place yeah. and uh, yeah, you just need to know what the right protocols are for which area and uh, you know, how much are you within the legal uh, periphery or not? If you oh. are, then you're good. So, I mean, failure is of course part of the journey. What have been sort? What has been the best achievement, like the highest point till now? Highest point till now, I feel. I mean, we haven't reached there yet uh, in in scale. But the highest achievement yet till now would be uh, people from like out of India wanting the product, like like really wanting the product. So uh, there have been a couple of customers who have given it out to their friends. Who have some have shipped it out as well. So we don't do the shipping, like we only ship in India. But some of them have gifted it out to their friends who live outside, okay. outside of India, and they have really loved the product and they have raved about it. Then uh, when I was in Milan, I took the products there, and people in Milan also really, really loved it. People in Singapore really loved it. Wow. So I mean, getting like good feedback from the people. I mean, the the, the sort of community that wasn't made for. Uh, getting the kind of feedback and acceptance from there really sort of gives me um, a sense of reassurance that you yeah, right like can go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something really, really exciting. And uh, also, every time uh, somebody 
does something experimental with a product like personally i feel really happy i'm like so wow, when they share the pictures with you yeah yeah exactly so like it's like i've given them the tool now you're like a free bird do whatever you want with it you know so there are people making pancakes waffles out of it wow. there was one person who made like a playdo castle out of cookie dough like a kid for their birthday parties you know so like they were making uh, things out of cookie dough on zoom call for birthday parties Wow. And uh, yeah, it was like some someone made a teddy bear, someone made a castle, and I'm like, wow! Like you know, <laughs> I would have never thought of that. That's really interesting. And uh, yeah, those were some of the really great things that happened. So, what was what was sort of the point, the moment which turned Scoopski from a kitchen experiment to a business? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? Was it someone recommending it to someone and then them offering them offering you money to buy it or what was that moment so uh, it has been bootstrapped in now by the way we haven't taken external funding even once okay. and we plan to keep it that way till the time we can sustain the growth and uh, so uh, what happened was in 2000 the beginning of 2018 we participated in this flea market and oh, yeah. uh, with the basic uh, version of our jars and that was the plastic jars like just the basic version of the packaging but the product was sort of similar and that's when we sold out within a few hours and then we couldn't keep up with the demand and that was the first time cookie dough was going out there you know people were wow. hearing about it and that was the first time we went to market and that time we couldn't keep up with the demand and it was the packaging was so shit so you know like uh, the fact that people were attractive attracted to us because the packaging was also out of the question because initially when people are your first set of customers are attracted to you yeah. it could be because of how your product looks but that wasn't the case so um, yeah that was like eliminated for us so we had more faith in the product now that yeah the the uh, environment it's working the market has accepted the cookie dough exactly yeah so then we started selling in kolkata itself uh, but we started selling to uh, swiggy and zomato uh-huh. and um, again it was word of mouth and like you know it was like place your order on call like like a bakery you were working like a bakery it was like uh, order on call basis and that was for the first couple of months and i'm like uh, people all over india wanted because uh, we had a very active instagram page and people were getting redirected to that yeah. and uh, they really wanted it like people all over india really wanted it and we started getting more requests you know where are you based out of can i get my hands on it can you please courier it to me <laughs> and like and those requests started getting more i mean increasing more and more uh, as the months progressed yeah and i'm like if i don't capitalize on this now i'll miss out either on someone it, yeah. else will yeah, yeah either someone else will or the that trend will just die down yeah So it is on me if I have to capitalize on it now. The time is like right now, right as now. we speak. Yeah. yeah. So that time I'm like, uh, so I I was quite naive that time. I just like spoke to a couple of people who did website development, and I just asked around, you know, how long does it take to get a website developed? And some people were like two months, some people were like uh, three months minimum. And I'm like, how difficult can this be? You know, like. Three months to develop a website, just the designing bit of it. Like, I mean, I don't want like, you know, world class website. I want a website that is functional and people get to know the product and you know something that is out there which people can use. So did you start with like Shopify? Functionality. I started off with Wix. I designed oh, the entire okay. thing on Wix myself, and uh, so the entire website was designed by me, and uh, that was done within like fifteen days. Fifteen days, the entire website was up and running. and uh, yeah so once the website was out i'm like now i am taking over india like you know, as a market <laughs> and uh, so then it moved from only kolkata to every state in india and uh, then you know as and when the demand started increasing for it we moved from wix and uh, we got the website yeah and yeah. never looked back since <laughs> no <Nah>, never <laughs> and i'm glad that sort of uh, Sort of people told me that you know I got that wrong direction that will uh, it takes three months to build a website. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't. It takes ten to twelve days. Yeah. Even if it's like a highly coded website, it takes ten to twelve days off if you have the right people to do it yeah. for you. So, but I'm glad people told me that you know it takes two to three months. Because had they not told to, me, yeah, yeah exactly. To, I would have probably waited yeah. longer. So, 
I mean, everyone draws inspiration from someone. Everyone has role models. So who is your role model and who do you draw inspiration from, apart from the cookie dough shop in New York? <laughs> so, I mean, I feel everyone around me has something to offer. Every conversation I have with people has something to offer. Like, I'm gaining so much from this conversation as well. Thank you. So, you know, like, it is <laughs> everything. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a role model as such. I've never believed in role models, like a single person being someone you look up to be. Uh, I feel I can take insights from every single person out there and be the best version of myself. Uh, you know, having all of these insights into me. So like the best of the best into one person. So I don't find one person to be the role model. But yeah, of course, I've always looked up to my dad, the way he functions. And uh, the main thing about uh, being a successful entrepreneur is troubleshooting. And the way he can troubleshoot, I haven't seen anybody else do that. So troubleshooting and, you know, sort of, uh, I mean, thinking on the right track when you are really messing up yeah. is what really strengthens you as an entrepreneur. Just so that is something calm. that taught me. Yeah. Exactly. And even if you're losing your mind, how do you make that loss? How do you turn that loss yeah. into something productive? You yeah. know? So troubleshooting is something I've learned from him from my childhood. That's something he has been like imbibing into me since the very beginning, from school days in fact. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whenever I would go to him for any issue that I had in school and he's like, this is nothing, like why are you worrying so much about it? This can be solved in this way, simple. I'm like, really? Like I never thought of it this way. <laughs> so, yeah. So like troubleshooting is something that really got me to, you know, start everything in the first place. So if I had to choose a role model as such, I would say that definitely dad. my dad. Okay. Yeah. That's I think that's for every kid, right? Like one of your parents is your role model. Yeah. And I think both of them are because like had my mom not been my own model, I would not have partnered with her. I think she's the ideal person to partner up with for this business because the way she can handle people, I don't think anybody can, you know. Like even I can't. Nobody can. Like I mean every single person who has people managing skills, I think she has imbibed all of that into her without ever having any professional experience. That's great. So that's that's amazing, right? So like I think both of them, there's so much to learn from them that uh, I don't need to look at the outside world for any kind of uh, inspiration for a role model. So yes, the cookie dough shop in New York, your parents, and then <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> then I think everyone around me yeah. after that. <laughs> so um, so we're nearing towards the end of the interview. Um, what? So these questions will be based on, you know, what you've learned and what you'd like to pass on. And then there's like, I'd call it slightly philosophical, but uh, that's up to you to judge. So what advice would you give to the person who just like you were two years back is trying to conjure up a cookie dough type, you know, innovation in their kitchen? Any two or three things, what would you advise them? Alright, so I'll just like tell you what I experienced and how I got to like sort of learning these things. Yeah. So number one would be, don't be too cautious. I mean, everyone around us is like, you know, take your steps cautiously because right now is the time when you shape your lives and you know, you create a career for yourself and yeah. this is the time you will become where you, where you want to get like stepping stones. I'm like, yeah, all of that is true, but don't be too cautious because if you are too cautious, Maybe you just miss out on that one wave that you had to hop yeah. on. So be aware, be alert, but be experimental also. Be super experimental. Fail at as many things as you can before you don't fail. Yeah. So you know, like I before Scoopski took off, I had around three to four projects going on simultaneously. During school time, after, during college time, right after college. I was always up to something or the other. I still am up to something or the other. Like, Pookie is not the only thing I'm doing. I still have Dine side projects going. Dine with Ada, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, I mean, people will judge you no matter what. Yeah. Either it's for your success or for your failure or for doing nothing. Yeah. So, if that is a fact of life that people are going to judge you, might as well use it to your benefit, right? 
Let I mean, them I, do as I, much as they can. I totally believe it. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, like you said, you have other things going on. I have multiple things going on. I have this going on. I have my app going on. I have the show with that going on. We are building an e-commerce store. So it's just wow. multiple things that, you know, exactly. because this is the time to experiment. This is when, like, there's no better time that you'll get to experiment and, you know, just you learn from things. Too. Yeah. I, I totally believe in the fact of side hustle. Like no matter what your main business is and no matter what you do on a daily basis, you should always have a side hustle. Yeah, definitely. Even if you're pursuing your passion right now, yeah. there should still be a side hustle, like at all times. So yeah, that is one thing I would definitely recommend to anybody starting out or even established. I mean, that this is not an age thing. Like even if you're 60 and you have like a sort of, I mean like a stable job, yeah. there's still enough time for you to start a side hustle and Definitely. side hustle might not be you know money minting or anything of that sort just it is just follow something your that hobbies, diverts hobbies, your attention your exactly. Yeah. exactly that's something a little different from what you do currently that is it that just helps you evolve as a person and that, that just like adds to your human capital in some way or the other definitely i i agree that with is all really said. important so, so that's one and, What's the other thing? yeah that is one and also i think um what really helps me sort of uh, um, I mean ground myself is I always try to think of what the best version of me would be doing right now like people think of you know five years down the line three years plan five years plan ten years plan I'm like what would the best version of me doing right now and if I'm not able to do that then at least I should do I should take a step towards it. If I can't be the final product right now, I should at least be an MVP right now. Yeah. That's so, I mean that's very well said. Yeah. So you know, like if for example, in my head, uh, the best version of me currently would be working out. Yeah. And if I cannot work out right now, no matter what, at least I will take a half an hour speed walking. At least I'll do that. Just put in even some effort. Some effort. Yeah. I mean, MVP is what makes the final product, right? So at least if you can't be the best version of yourself every day, strive to be the best version of yourself every day. If you can't, at least be the MVP. You know, don't go below that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is something I have really tried to work on and it has worked for me. So. But by the way, if, I mean, I'm only suggesting that this since you believe in it, you should check out Atomic Habits if you already haven't. It's a book. Oh, well, yeah, that is, yeah, that is the book, textbook on my list. Like, yeah, you should definitely read it. Right now. Yeah. You, you that is it. definitely there. So, um, what does going from zero to one mean to you? Well, okay. You can you think about, about it. That. Uh-huh. Um, Going zero to one, I think, you know, going zero to one is basically a very flawed concept, I feel. I mean, it has been celebrated a lot that you've been, you were an idea and now you're sort of stepping out and building something. So, you know, you have gone the mile. But I think those 0.1, 0.11, 0.12, they are really, really important steps. So, you know, all of that cumulatively gets to one. And I think there is no eureka moment from going from zero to one. I think if you can own the entire process. Yes, exactly. The beauty is in the middle. If you can own the entire process, in your head, you've already gone the mile. It's just for people's validation to sort of correct that for you. But in your head, you've already gone the mile. So for me, if I am improving every day, if I am going one step ahead every day, in for example, in terms of sales targets or in terms of social media or in terms of client approval, in terms of feedback, if I'm going one step above every day, then I am taking that step towards improvement, be it zero to one, be it zero to 500, be it zero to 0.1. That's one step ahead every day is what is growth for me. And that that's the biggest leap of faith anyone can take when you would try to invest in your own growth. So, yeah, well that is really important for me. I, I concur. So, what sort of an impact do you want to have? If any, doesn't have to be. Impact? Um, 
see currently i i won't say it is a very very big impact but it is something out there so we have uh, employed the female staff that we have for production they used to be daily wage earners as household help uh in our locality and we have employed them and we are we have given them a stable job and now they earn monthly wages and uh, they are getting they are perfecting what they are doing yeah and they are earning much much more than they used to earlier okay. and now because of this job they have started understanding basic english yeah. they are starting understanding basic english to the uh, level that you know uh, without any supervision they can uh, produce the order they can yeah. ship out the order they can label everything they can match the names of the order with the product yeah. everything without having any formal education whatsoever so i think those little things adding to the human capital in some sort of way so that it increases their uh, value as as a as, as an employee in any sort of field yeah increasing their chances of being employed in the future as well is uh, really Im- impactful for me i guess yeah definitely impact doesn't have a size impact is what you believe in helps others is what i yeah mean. that that's very right we said yeah. and uh especially because i mean knowing where they're coming from they they come from really really humble background yeah. and sort of empowering them in a way that now a few of them on double of what their husbands would you know so that way i think it is really i mean at the end of the day they go and give their money to their husbands that is something that society will change that yeah. you and me can't change you know yeah. but then uh, the fact that they have that kind of mentality that if i want i can be independent now yeah that is a step towards making a greater impact brilliant and i feel as and when we grow i would like to empower these kind of women more and i'm sure you so i hope so <laughs> <laughs> so best of luck for that we're done with the interview and uh, uh, how 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 was it any feedback did you enjoy I really enjoyed it. Oh. No, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I mean, this was a good way to introspect as well. Yeah. Because as in when I was speaking, I was like, oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't really thought of this, think of this, you know, in such depth. Yeah. So thank you for having this conversation. You know, it was oh, definitely really important, and it was very nice to have this. I mean, it, it was fun for me as well because it, like you said, you you learn from every conversation, and for me, this is also you know learning because I don't know much. even i'm just starting off so learning from other people who have started off before me or even with me but have different learnings that helps so and the great thing that you're doing this apart from everything else that you have going on you know <laughs> like taking out the time to do this is really commendable because Thank i mean you. even if one or two people listen to this and they gain something out of it i think it impact is made right there you know Hopefully. just by conversation that's the plan so thank you so much for it though Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, just, uh, I mean, if you know someone who would like to be on the show as well, you can let me know, and I'll set that up as well. Awesome, I'll do that. Okay, bye. Great. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.